The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. God bless you for tuning in. This is Christina Sasso of Freedom Fellowship Church and Sons of God International, and you are listening to the prophetic voice of our time. The Lord has a question for all of us today, including the younger generation. This is what the Lord is asking us for this time. Are you going to receive and respond and follow my instruction to the letter? And are you going to take your post and take the opportunities presented before you in order to manifest your destiny, in order to manifest the transfer of wealth, influence, and affluence? Or shall I wait for another generation? Joshua will pick this up concerning promised land and more probably next week. And he will teach you and I new revelations concerning this. Yes, we tag team together on this one because this is how important and relevant it is for today and the opportunities that are presented before us. We need to get mobilized to action. We need to be zealous for God. As we know, in Exodus, God waited for the next generation to bring the nation of Israel to the promised land because of their complaining, unbelief, murmuring, except for Joshua and Caleb, who brought a good report. We know that. We in the body of Christ should not lean on our own understanding, and we need to get ready to change and for change. We must follow instruction consistently and to the letter. In actuality, the instruction and the commands from the Lord are really easy. Believe in me. If you love me, show it by obeying my commands. They get hard, complicated, and difficult when we start analyzing them especially if they don't fit into our own image or our own expectations. Remember, we are created in the image of God. We do not create God after our own image. He is God and He is perfect. And we are not, not yet. And outside of Jesus Christ, we can do nothing. And we do not need to wait for favorable condition to obey God, because the just shall live by faith. And you know the definition of faith in Hebrews 11, right? 11, starting with verse 1. We have to take God's word for it, because he is faithful. We need to be zealous for the things of God. We need to be in fire, we need to be focused, excited, eager, enthusiastic in obeying Him and believing Him. 
He always delivers, and you know that, including in your own situation, my dear brother, my dear sister, who is listening now. We know that God is love, and love never fails. God will never fail. So let us focus on who God is, and let us follow his ways of doing things here on earth. I like Jesus' ways of doing things anyway in the first place. He has so much faith in God the Father. He has so much faith in the Holy Spirit while he was here as a son of man here on earth. He was led by the Holy Spirit, and he only says those things that he hears his father say, and he only do those things that his father wants him to do. And that is what we need to follow. That is a pattern. So we know that God is love. He is mighty. He is perfect. He is merciful. He is wisdom. He is our life, our strength, our joy. And he is the way, the truth, and the life. But let us examine. Once we got born again, we became partakers of the divine nature of God. We have a new DNA. Our past have been erased and the Holy Spirit dwelt in us, and he's now our teacher. He's teaching us to what? To develop and manifest those divine nature that we receive from the Lord by being born again. Because our status have changed, that we are no longer foreigners and aliens, and our citizenship is in heaven we are now a member of the body of Christ. We became a joint heir with Christ Jesus. That is Ephesians 2.19, what I quoted, that our citizenship is in heaven. So that it's a new citizenship, it's a new personality, it's a new DNA. So let us examine God's DNA. Let us choose one. God is faithful. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 2, it says, by faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command, so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. And also, the creation of the entire universe was demonstrated that God created the universe by faith and by wisdom. It also demonstrates God's might. His perfection. In Psalm 110, verse 1, if you're wondering when is the Lord coming back, it's in Psalm 110, verse 1. Don't look at other negative situation. The plan of God and the timing of God is based on the body of Christ. That's why we need to respond and we need to tell the Lord, shall I wait for another generation? We just say, here we are, Lord. We will going to obey. We're going to respond by faith. We'll be zealous for you. The timing of Jesus coming back is in Psalm 110, verse 1. Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. And we, the body of Christ, will make God's enemies a footstool for his feet. Are you getting this? Remember, our warfare is not based on flesh and blood. In actuality, our new spirit man is fighting and it's at war with our flesh, with our own emotions, with our own understanding, and our new spirit man that is in us 
God in us should win and must win all the time. So I just want to demonstrate to you that God has a faith in you and I in spite of all our weaknesses. As long as we obey him, it doesn't matter our own frailties. It doesn't matter our own inabilities or lack of resources. All we need to do, and we have to understand this and remind ourselves every day, all we need is to obey and to believe that he is God. I made a kind of scenario based on Psalm 110 verse 1 in my own mind, and I just want to share it with you just to bring a point. I did not change the interpretation. It's in my own mind on how I get to the simplest explanation that God has faith in you and I, because he's almighty. I could just imagine that when God the Father told Jesus in Psalm 110 verse 1, he said that this is their conversation that I imagine, okay? When it's time for Jesus to be raised again and to sit at the right hand of the Father, I could just imagine this conversation. It says, Son, our plan is for you to spend 40 days and 40 nights with your disciples here on earth by giving them instructions. But that is the plan. That is the day. So you only get to spend additional 40 days and 40 nights with them after your resurrection and then come up. They will make your enemies a footstool for your feet because I am sending the Holy Spirit in your name. And he's going to be their teacher. He's, he's going to lead them into all truth. And he will even tell them of things to come. That was the promise of our Lord Jesus Christ, right? Explaining to the disciple. And God the Son, or Jesus Christ, said, Okay, Father, that was your plan. But you and I, you just heard them asking the wrong questions and still having a mindset and they're not focused on what I told them about the kingdom of heaven. They still don't understand. They just asked me, Lord, when are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel? And I just told them that when the Holy Spirit, and I told them when the Holy Spirit will come upon you, you'll be endued with power and you'll be my witnesses to Jerusalem, to Judea, to Samaria, and to the ends of the world. I'm thinking universal, and they're still set with, are you now going to restore the kingdom to Israel? And I've taught them about the kingdom of God. And God the Father said, well, those who's, who's going to believe you, those who, who receive your message, they just received me, and now I love them as much as I love you. And I have faith with them that when the Holy Spirit will come upon them, they will have a new revelation. They will make your enemies a footstool for your feet. So God the Father and Jesus and the Holy Spirit, they have faith in us, in all of us. Because why? Because he's the one who provides. He's the one who gives the instruction. He's the one who makes the promises. And he's the one who called us. And he said, whom I called, I equipped. 
I qualify. It is all his responsibility, and our responsibility is to believe in him that Jesus will be the Lord in every areas of our life, and we obey the instruction to the letter. Remember when the tabernacle was being built and Aaron is being prepared, that God even designed the priestly garments, even what color, what kind of material it is. It is God. This is how specific and detailed our God is. And we don't need to be concerned about those. All we need to do is to obey, to take our post and be zealous because he's going to bring things to pass. It's not us. Concerning the priestly garments in Exodus chapter 28, verse 3. Tell all the skilled men to whom I have given wisdom in such matters that they are to make garments for Aaron for his consecration that he may serve me as priest. Did you hear that? God chose who's going to make those garments and have given them wisdom. In the book of Proverbs, what does it say about wisdom? It gives you what? Riches, honor, and long life. So if you are in the body of Christ and you have artistic abilities, if I were you, I am going to spend time with God and ask him, could you teach me new things? What do you want me to design? And God is going to tell you in details things that you never thought possible. So when God calls you, whether in the business arena, whether in the sports, arts and entertainment, science and technology, in governance, it doesn't matter. You are minister of the gospel wherever you're at. And he will give you wisdom and you'll be able to see things in the spiritual realm that all things are possible to those who believe in our Lord Jesus Christ. It's going to happen. So in this instance that I quoted you in Exodus chapter 28, God commanded Moses also to make the garments for Aaron, and he chose the people. So God chose you. Wherever you're at, please don't look at the podium as the ultimate. We in the front lines need to preach, minister, prophesy, disciple, and pray our way out of the office because the five offices, in accordance to Ephesians 4.11, God appointed some to be apostles, prophets, teachers, evangelists, right? And pastor, what? To prepare God's people for the works of service until, so all the five offices will end, until we all reach unity in Christ Jesus and we attain the full stature of Christ that we no longer toss to and fro by the cunning and deceitfulness of men, not Satan. Satan is already defeated. So if God call you in the business sector, if you're waiting for you to be a full-time minister, if you're not a full-time Christian now that you're born again, you're not going to be in full-time ministry. We are ministers of the gospel by the way we live, by the way we handled ourselves, yes, by the way we talk, and by the way we perform and glorify God or believe God. People will read our life. Whether they'll be inspired, they'll be encouraged. God has put you there 
not by accident, not during a waiting period. He is giving you a portion of that sector in society as part of your inheritance. There is no accident in the kingdom of God. God is very detailed in his plan. Example also, Moses did not want to take the job of being a deliverer for God's people because he stuttered, can't speak. And it's been a long time since he's in Egypt. And Moses have asked God, please choose somebody else. And God became angry with Moses. But God, as diplomatic as he is, he said, what about Aaron, your brother? He will be your spokesman. But if you read Exodus, Deuteronomy, Numbers, Leviticus, we read that Moses gave the commands to Aaron to carry out, yes, but most of the time, he was the one who was speaking to the Pharaoh. He was speaking to the people. Why? What happened? Because he talked to God face to face. When you're saturated with the presence of God, we call it anointing. When God started working signs and wonders and you're having all the supernatural experience, you forget about your inabilities. You forget your handicap. Because why? Because you don't want the presence of God to end or to stop. And you will do everything in order for you to live and continue to operate in that supernatural that is why I've been teaching supernatural experience with God all the time because I know once you tasted him and really had an encounter with him or he can use you in supernatural, your life will never be the same again. You will focus on our Lord Jesus Christ. You will fall in love with him over and over and over again. But if you continue to fill yourself about you, you will end up being insecure, fearful, doubtful, competitive, seeking the approval of men, divisive, critical, jealous. And you will be in a mess and you'll never mature. Remember what I told you that if you listen and obey and be led by the Holy Spirit, God will always make you look so good, sound so smart. Because why? You're under anointing and even your face glows. And we ladies especially, oh my gosh, if I can bottle that, that it comes from within, there is a certain joy and there's a certain glow. We'll all be rich. I will be rich if I can bottle that and sell it. But it is free. It is available for you too. In Deuteronomy chapter 4 verse 6. Observe them carefully for this will show your wisdom and understanding to the nations who will hear about all these decrees and say surely this great nation is wise and understanding people. That's what happened to them as a nation and that will happen to you too. Just observe carefully the commandments of the Lord because that will manifest your wisdom and understanding of the things of God. And everybody will say, well, 
truly he or she is wise and she is so anointed. In Deuteronomy chapter 34 verse 9 it says, Now Joshua son of Nun was filled with the spirit of wisdom because Moses had laid his hands on him. So the Israelites listened to him and did what the Lord had commanded Moses. In 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 28, it says about King Solomon. It says, When all Israel heard the verdict the king had given, they held the king in awe because they saw that he had wisdom from God to administer justice. Remember Solomon asked God for wisdom to govern his people? God was so excited about his request that he gave him extras. When wisdom is demonstrated, it means that it is from God. And God will say to you and I, go ahead. There's plenty of wisdom to where it came from, came from him had abundant supply of wisdom because he is. So you and I need to continue with God. If we hear from God, if we listen to God, God will never run out of ideas. In a lot of areas, God doesn't recycle. That's why the revelations of 20 years ago, yes, we need to learn from them. But if God is not leading you to follow those to the letter, he's going to give you a new commandment, don't. Because those are not revelations of today. And God is wanting us to give revelation and understanding for today, for the challenges, even for this time, even for this year, even for this decade. You don't need to be insecure or worried. And one thing that will happen too, the more you saturate yourself with the presence of God, the more you obey Him, the more the Holy Spirit will reveal the attributes and the plan of God to you so that you can share it with others. And once you have that anointing, you get more humble. And at the same time, what you see on people is not what is wrong with them. We don't have that kind of ministry. It is not from God that you criticize and you find faults on others. No. The Lord wants us to see through the eyes of love, to see through his eyes. And when you have that anointing, you will see the potential of each and every one that you encounter, children of God. No matter, no matter who they are, you're going to see them through the eyes of love. And that is the difference. So for those of you who think that your ministry is a ministry of correction, you are totally, totally in error. It means to say that the love of God is not there. Just look at Job, for example. Look at my servant Job. There is no one like him. And here is Job cursing the day that he was born. But God is looking at Job through a different lens. And that is when we see that for a certain minister or for a certain Christian, that the love of God is there. And if you see wrong on people, you don't need to oppose them. Why don't you get down on your knees in prayer and God will reward you openly? Pray for that person. 
And if you're against me, pray for me. Tattle tale on God for me so that God will explain to you. And I'm running out of time again. So there's a lot of things that are manifesting, my dear brother, my dear sister. Please look all these things, including look for opportunities in these challenging times. And let us see it through the spiritual eyes of God. And let us be zealous, okay? Join us in our Sunday services. We are live streaming every Sunday at exactly 10.30 and 7.30 p.m. at night and also during Wednesday. And we will continue to do this. And God bless you for tuning in. Until next time. Thank you for listening. We all hope you were blessed by this message today. If you were, let us hear from you. If you wish to contact us or sow a seed, our phone number is 210-396-7891. And for Saturday's program, call us at 210-695-1630. Send all emails to sonsofgod at satx.rr.com and all letters to P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023. For more info, including service times and upcoming events, find us at www.sogmi.org. That's www.sogmi.org.